You're listening to Rewire with Susan, the podcast for you to learn in 12 minutes or less software development topics in the most simple way and acquire some guidance for your career in tech. Strap up and let's go. Here's your host, Susan. Hey there, my name is Susan. Welcome to Rewire with Susan. Hope you had a good week. Today we're looking at the topic, why is my website super slow? Uh, I'm sure you've seen a lot of movies where people slam their computers on the wall or on the floor because of how slow a website that they just visited is. Um, I promise I've never seen that happen in real life, that someone actually takes their computer that they bought with their hard-earned money and slams it on the floor on the wall. But I think one thing that is true is that there's a level of pain that is felt when you're on a slow website right there's there's this annoying feeling that you have when you're on a slow website before we go on i'd like to remind you that as a listener of the podcast you now have free access to join the rewire with susan slack community a safe space where you can enjoy access to exclusive information and ask industry focused questions Note that this free access is for a limited time. Simply fill the form in the show notes and you'll be sent an invitation. Secondly, you also now have access to free one-on-one 15-minute mentorship sessions with me and other tech trainers to discuss your experiences, concerns, and questions in your tech career. So book a session in the link on the show notes. And finally, I know you've been looking to show support to the podcast. This dream has become a reality. Simply visit patreon.com slash Susan to do so. Again, that's patreon.com slash with Susan. Now, what, what is this really about, right? This is about performance. And for the purpose of this conversation, we're looking at web performance. Web performance is really all that goes into making your website fast, um, making it super small so that it loads fast. And of course, web performance also includes making even slow processes that happen on the website seem fast and this is what is known as perceived performance so it's going to look like the the website is actually working fast but really it's performing some slow processes Um, some of the things that determine a website performance um, are seeing how fast the content loads um, how fast you see the images how fast it feels to the user some of the ways to be able to tell the performance level of the websites are also noting if the site loads quickly for example um, how soon is a user able to interact with the website right is there a way that you're able to see something that is about to be loaded such as a spinner you know all those things actually count why do some sites feel sluggish and heavy i think this is the main question right um is there's just not there's not just one reason for this there are a couple of factors that you know affect how the that could affect the performance of your website when you have like lots of plugins or lots of third-party um libraries or frameworks on your application and of course if they are heavy it increases the load time of your website also there's cpu limitations that, that could impact the web performance Right. For instance, if the device you're using is really old or is not compatible with your browser. Also, if you're using a slow network, for example, maybe you're in a remote location that is not you don't really have good um, connectivity that could impact how your the website performs. 
there's also database or server issues and of course if you have like heavy images on that website it will impact you know the load time of the website now why should you care as a developer about web performance right you can just decide to build your website and be like you know whenever it loads <laughs> you get access to it but really when there's bad performance it could definitely lead to site abandonment because the fact is that the content is not accessible and therefore it's not usable for whoever is looking at it right and the, the, the thing is if i was trying out a website and i wanted it to do something for me maybe i'm visiting it for a particular functionality right i get to the website if it's not the only website first of all and i notice that it's slow and their computers better websites that will load faster and will do the same thing for me there's a very high chance that i will close the web page and go to another website right so thing is most people won't actually be able to tell <laughs> when a website has good performance because nothing will feel odd right but they would definitely be able to tell and recognize it's a slow website and really that's just how life is <laughs> many times when people do great nobody really talks about it or nobody really i mean people probably hear about it but decide not to talk about it or you know give it attention but when there's bad news it travels <laughs> at the speed of light <laughs> so now statistics actually show that 47 percent of users ex expect a website to load in two seconds or less can you imagine while 40 percent will leave a page that takes three or more seconds to load now the bottom line is that slow websites kill conversions and this is one reason why you want to care about the, the performance of your website what are some of the things that i can do to ensure better web performance there are a couple of things to actually look into to ensure that you enhance the performance of your website one of those is making sure that your files is as small as possible you do this by minifying and combining your files. Minifying a file simply means removing unnecessary formatting, white spaces, and code that is relevant. Combining files is basically combining, for example, your JS files into one, or and same thing for like your style files and you know all of that, so that you don't deploy like multiple files when you can just combine them um, and deploy them and have them like smaller in size. Another thing is reducing latency and what, what is latency? Like the amount of time that it takes between when a user makes a request to when they get back a response. So, and the, one of the ways that we reduce latency is reducing the number of HTTP requests that is being made. And this is where different things come into play. For example, making use of the preload attributes in HTML. And what the preload attribute helps you to do is to load HTTP resources like fonts and images way before the page is actually rendered. And in this way, performance is improved. Um, another thing to keep in mind is that you can make your site accessible as soon as possible by making sure that the time that it takes for the user to interact with the site is as low as possible. This One of the ways that this can be done is by reducing the critical rendering path. Now, what is the critical rendering path? Somebody just asked. I know. I know I'm going to tell you in a bit. Just chill, chill. Okay, I know you're about to press next on this, but... <laughs> okay, 
So the critical rendering path means the sequence of steps that the browser goes through to convert your HTML files, JavaScript files, and your CSS files to pixels on your screen. So what this means is that the lower the number of files, the shorter the critical rendering path, and invariably the faster users can access your site. Um, so this is one way to ensure that, which we've discussed before, reducing your files. Another thing to do is lazy loading, of course. Lazy loading is a great way to reduce the critical rendering path. When lazy loading, you only load the necessary parts of the website that the user needs at a particular given time. And then you load the other parts when it's actually needed. You can also optim you can also make your website faster by optimizing images. And one way to do this is by compressing them um, and also reducing the image dimensions. This can make your page faster by a few seconds. Um, and the final thing I will talk about is using a CDN. Now, when you have a website, for example, Toby loves manchesterclubplayers.com. I don't know why that name came to my head, but the point is when your site is hosted on one server, every user visiting that website will access the same server. And so there are two problems that could arise. When there is high traffic, the load time slows down as a result. Also in a station where a client that is trying to access your website is physically far from the server, it can reduce the load time as well, even when there's no traffic. Now, this is where a CDN comes in. The, the advantage that a CDN offers is that you are able to cache your site on a number of different servers. And so when a user makes a request, the request is routed to the closest server to the client, right? Those are one. Those are some of the ways to enhance performance on your websites. Now, of course, there are also a couple of tools to use to check your web performance. For example, there's PageSpeed Insights, there's the Firefox Network Monitor and Performance Monitor. There's also Chrome's Lighthouse. And these basically help to show how fast or slow your website is and indicate areas for improvement. And that is all we'll be sharing on performance today. Today, we talked about what web performance is, why some sites feel sluggish, why you should care about web performance and things to do to ensure better performance and also tools to check your web performance. Hope you learned something. See you next week. Peace. Head on over to rewirewithsusan.com to catch up on all episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to your podcast player and drop a review if you like this show.